back to growing in His Word. Last week we talked about Jesus Christ going out and telling the Pharisees and the hypocrites that He was the Messiah. He was saying, hey listen, He testified that the Father and Him are one. And that He witnessed to the people, He told the people that the witness of Him were, were, were His Father. And that He, the Father and the Holy Spirit are one together. Amen. And this week, we're talking about, we're going to get into the verse where we're going to talk about feeding the 5,000. And Jesus stated that, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Man, he was telling them, You guys think that you have eternal life in the law. And the law is not going to save you. (laughs) He said, Moses did not bring you the correct, correct scriptures. He's saying, listen, these are they which testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Jesus told them to come to me so that you can have eternal life, and they did not listen, some of them. So he said, I do not receive from men, honor from men, but I know that you, listen, he says, I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. And that's what we talked about last week. And we talked about how Moses... He said, I shall, it said right here in verse 45, it says, do not think that I shall accuse you to the father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. Man, he's saying, listen, for if you believed in Moses, you'd believe in me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe in his writings, how will you believe in my words? And this is where we go on to chapter six. Lord Jesus, come before you, father, Holy Spirit, come and breathe your spirit, father, and give us peace and teach us your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word. And we're going to talk about Christ feeding more than 5,000. We're going to talk about after these things, when Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee in chapter 6, verse 1, it says, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Listen, after these things, Jesus went over to over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Remember, He just healed that man, man, with all this, all the sicknesses and all the sin. And Jesus is walking over there. He's, he's by the lake now. He's actually, it's a beautiful place. The Sea of Galilee is a beautiful place. I recommend people go visit uh, the, the Holy Land and see for themselves. The place is filled with fish. This is the place where the Romans back in the day were, were there. They were excavating. They were bringing goods. They were trading. They were hustling and bustling. Israel has a long history of nothing but but yeah major issues but good issues but this is where Jesus was at at the Sea of Galilee it's important because this is where Jesus fed the 5,000 this is where he declares that not only is he God but that he has power over all things and verse 1 chapter 6 says after these things Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. It's almost like you know somebody and they don't even have any money and they're poor and all of a sudden they hit the lottery and, hey, (laughs) wow, this guy's your best friend now. I mean, he won the lottery, but last week when you seen him, he was out panhandling, man, and that that stuff's on the news. You, You see people... 
and they're they're poor, they have nothing, and then they hit the lottery, or they become famous, and they get on the news, and they're like, they're on they're on YouTube, they're everywhere in the world, they're they're famous, then all of a sudden, everybody's following them. Or if you got something good, they only follow you because you got something good. Man, Jesus had something good. Listen to this. Everybody who's going to go to lunch on Jesus, man. People are getting ready, man. It's going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> the best fish in the house. And Jesus is there. And he's got his disciples. You know, his public ministry is picking up. Miracles are happening. They're following him. He's gaining momentum. His public ministry is 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 working really well. He's healing the sick. He's pouring out his love upon people. And guess what? He's going to sit down. Listen to this. Listen to this. Verse 2 says, Then a great multitude followed him because they saw he hit the lottery. I'm just kidding. No, because his signs. Listen, which he performed on those who were diseased. Man, they wanted to be healed. And Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Why did he sit with his disciples? Moses went to the mountains to show, to get the alone time with with God. Believers, we have to have alone time with Jesus. We got to sit with Christ, open the Bible, and read. We need to crack our word and sit down with believers and read His word. It's alone time. Jesus wants to spend alone time with us. Here he is. He's lining up this miracle that's just about to happen. He just healed the sick. He just, you know, poured wine at the at the wedding. He he brought the best wine out of water. He made water. He changed the water into wine. It was the best wine around. And he didn't get drunk. Jesus is on a roll. He's on a mission. He's on top of a mountain. He's getting ready to open a uh, all-you-can-eat buffet. He's going to prove who he is. And he's sitting with his disciples. And his disciples are there. And they're tripping out. They're like, wow. Look at all this stuff that you promised. It's happening. So many people promise so many things. And they, and they, and they, they never come up with anything. They always say they're going to be there for you. They always say they're going to do things for you. They say they're going to help you. They're going to, you know, they're going to hire you. You know, they're going to do things that no one can do for you. They're going to bring you places where no one can bring you. And they're going to... False promises. Human beings are liars. The Bible says that every man's heart is wicked above all things. Listen, Jesus is here and he's keeping his word. Why? Because he's real. He's going to sit there and show them. And we believers need to open the Bible and get plugged in. Jesus is on the mountain and he's plugging them in. He's not just going to the mountain to perform a miracle. Listen, he's there to search for their souls and bring them to the next level in life. That's peace. He's sitting with his disciples. Wow. Imagine you're in the mountains. It's, it's, it's beautiful. The wind's coming through. Your voice is about ready to echo. You could speak and it speaks through the rocks. The mountain's there. Your, your voice is going to over pitch and hit down into the valleys. They're sitting there. The, all these people are there. They're getting ready to gather for the feast. Uh, you know, this is, this is where verse 4 says, Now the Passover, uh, a, a feast of the Jews was near. This is the holiday. 
the Passover, the Pesach. They're joining. They're going to every Jew around towns coming to in all the regions to go to Jerusalem to pray. But they're sitting there listening to Jesus. And verse 5 says, And Jesus lifted up his eyes. And seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test them. Come on, man. You know, Philip, he doesn't need to find out where we're going to. Jesus already knew. Come on, where are we going to buy the food? <laughs> Jesus knew. Jesus knew that everything he did is free. He knew that he didn't have to send some guy to the market on a bicycle or a, or whatever it is to go get the meat. Man, Jesus is the meat. He is the fruit. He is the life. He is the living water. Eternal salvation. The water he gave to the woman at the well we talked about. Jesus is declaring that he is the Messiah. And he's doing it in a loving, graceful, merciful way. He's not there going like this, man. Hey, man, what are we going to eat? No. He's testing them to see where they're at. Because he tests us. Jesus will test us. Why does he do this? He wants to see where we're at, man. He wants to see if we really will serve Him. He wants to see if we're going to be there for Him. Because He loves us. God will test us, man. Look what He did to Abraham. That's crazy. Genesis 22 verse 1, man. It says, after these things, God tested Abraham. And He said to him, Abraham. And He said, here I am. Here I am. Here am I, he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, who you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering, man, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning. He saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. And then Abraham said to the young man, Stay here, stay here with the donkey, and I and, and, and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again and come again to you. Listen, this is crazy. He was about to whack his son. <laughs> That's crazy, man. God's not telling you to do that. That's the old testament. God's not telling you to kill anybody. God's telling you to wait on him. So many times, believers, we don't do what God says. We hurry. We 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 want something. Well, I want to buy this car. I go to the car dealer, man, and the guy says, "Hey, how you doing, man? Got a nice car here for you." Well, maybe I should go pray about it. See what God says. No, we get in a hurry. We buy the car. We owe we owe the car, and they repossess it ten ten months later or whatever it is because they can't make the payment. Listen, Jesus will test us. Not in that way, but he'll test us. Because he wants to see how much we love him, even though we know he knows we love him. That's his character. And these things we can't question. This is, We just got to roll with it, man. Listen, Jesus is about to declare that he's the Messiah. And he's saying, listen, Philip answered him and he said, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them have may have a little. He's like, dude, I can't afford to feed these people, Jesus. I can't afford to go to the store and, and buy these people the food. And Jesus is like, probably just looking at him, man, smiling him. But but, but did that 200 denarii, man, was like two-thirds of a year's wage. 
It's a lot of people. 5,000 plus people are there, man. They're not even counting the women and children. It's just 5,000 men. You know, they got to eat. Come on, they're not going to just sit there and look at their dad eat. Oh, what you eating, dad? Oh, a little fish Jesus gave me. No, man, they, they're going to they're gonna eat. Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't just feed one person. Here, you get this amount and that's all you're getting. No way, man. He feeds us all. God never leaves any of us out. And we're going to talk about that because we're more than just a fragment. Jesus talks about get the fragments of the bread, but the fragments of the leftovers of the people who need him. Listen, this is a deep message. This message talks to the people who need him or who are going through it. Verse 8 says, One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a little lad right here who has five barley, barley, barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Man, this kid's scarfing down on two sardines. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? It's real, man. I mean, this chapter's real. Go look at the look at the evidence they found in Israel. It's still carved on the floors of the synagogues there. Two little fish, bread. I've been there, man. Go to Capernaum and everywhere. This is real. Man, Jesus Christ is real. But they're sitting there. Listen. I mean, I'm excited because who could take two little sardines, man, and a piece of bread and feed 5,000 plus people? Man, what does that tell you? It tells you, number one, no takers. It tells you that Jesus Christ is prepared to take care of you no matter what you're going through. Number two, it's telling you that he's the Messiah, he's the Father, he's the Son, and he's the Holy Spirit. And number three, he's taking these inexpensive barley loaves, okay? And he's taking this miracle... He's going to multiply this food and demonstrate his deity because only God can create this. It's the only miracle of Jesus that is recounted in all the four Gospels because it happened four times in each four of the Gospels. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's amazing. Are you hungry? Because Jesus is telling you, listen, I want to take your sardines. I want to take your fridge without any food and multiply it. But will you trust in me? Will you come to me? Will you stop living in sin? I mean, there's a lot of nuggets to cover here. And so verse 9 says, there's a little lad here, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And verse 10 says, here we go. Then Jesus says, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in a number of about 5,000, okay? It says the men. It doesn't say the women and the children. But listen, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them. Listen to this, man. To the disciples, just like the water and the wine. Remember that when they were pouring the water? And the guys were like, dude, it was water, but it, it just turned into wine. They're not going to believe us. This is the miracles. This is the miracles that Jesus wants to do. He wants to take your vomit, your filth, your sin, your lies. He wants to take your sins, all the nasty sins that you've done to yourself and to others, and he wants to clean it. He wants to take that sewage that you're drinking in the morning or at night. He wants to purify it 
with pure water, with his blood on the cross. And here he goes to demonstrate to the Jews during the Passover who the real Passover is. Jesus is going to pass over the Sea of Galilee, but he's not just going to pass over with food, man. He's going to pass over with a blessing, a spiritual blessing. And you guys ready? You guys got to listen to this, man. I am so excited. I can't even stop. I, I, I'm just blown away here. I feel like I just took a bottle of helium, man, and sucked it in my voice. And I'm like, whoa, I'm high, man. <laughs> you guys got to check this out. This is amazing. Listen to this. He distributed, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. Man, it was an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like going to your favorite restaurant and eating all the food that you could eat when you're poor. And then, this, and then the guys there are saying, hey, it's all been paid. It's on Jesus. I was at a restaurant one time, man, and I was eating at this all-you-can-eat buffet. I was like, hey, kids, wow. Uh-oh, man, the bill was just crazy. 75 bucks? It was like $76 and something cents. I was like, wow, Lord, this is a lot of money. And I'm looking at my bank and I'm looking at my account. And the, and, and, and the, the waiter says, here's the bill. I go to the front and the guy says, I said, how much? Okay, here you go. I went to pay the bill, man. And the guy says, no, that guy outside? Yeah, the one with the Christian shirt on. The one with the cross on it. He said he paid it for you. He said Jesus paid it for you. I walked out and said, wow. Amazing. Jesus paid it for us. I never asked. And he's and listen, that's the point. You don't got to ask. Jesus already died for you. The message is clear. Listen to this. Listen. He distributed to them, to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. He doesn't want nobody lost. He wants everybody to come to him who are thirsty and who are hurting, who lost their jobs, who's going through a divorce. Jesus wants to fill you. But we got to depend on him. And not depend on anybody but Jesus. We don't need to look to a pastor. We don't need to look to a pope. We don't need to look to anything but Christ. Jesus says, I am the high priest. Hebrews. Jesus doesn't want anyone lost. Verse 13 says, Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Why were there twelve? Why 12 baskets? Because there's 12 tribes of Israel and Jesus was making a statement. He was saying, take this food and give it to the 12 tribes. He's saying, I am the Father, I am the Son, and I am the Holy Spirit. I am the deity. Wow. Passover was coming. 12 loaves. Excuse me, 12 baskets. Amazing. Twelve baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the signs that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Are you kidding me? A prophet? 
This this is the reference to Deuteronomy 18. You see? This doesn't indicate that he was just a prophet. He was the Messiah. But some people try to say he was a prophet and compare it to, you know, Moses, you know, with 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 Moses in the manna and and they, and they they concluded that Jesus was a prophet and and Moses is foretold of of, you know, the making of the king and Moses, you know, talked about it. But 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 it's true, but it's it's he was more than a prophet. Moses was talking about the Messiah. And I'm excited about this. Because Moses had not only miraculously provided food for the Israelites, but he also led them out of bondage. And Jesus here is leading them out of bondage. He's leading them out of sin. Jesus is leading them out of sin. He's saying, I am the Messiah. Here's the 12 baskets. Receive me. Take me, eat of me, drink of me. I am the bread of life. Eat of me and you'll never hunger. Taste of me, take of me. Forget your halacha, your law. I will fill you. Have you ever been filled? Listen, believers, no takers. Have you ever been filled with God's Holy Spirit? Have you tasted the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity who exercises the power of the Father and the Son in creation and redemption? Because listen, the Holy Spirit is the power by which believers come to. They come to Christ and see with new eyes. They they have faith and they understand Him. Because the Gospel talks about the power of the Holy Spirit. Christians are brought to faith, listen, and help to understand their walk with God. Jesus brings people to a new birth. The Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son relationship is viewed here big time. The Holy Spirit appears in the Gospel of John, listen to this, as a power of which Christians are brought to faith. And they, 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 they understand that, that, that this is the new birth, the Spirit who gives life. The Holy Spirit is, is the helper. And when you're born of this Spirit, you start to understand why Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And he said, Jesus, how is a man born again? And Jesus told him, that is what is born of the water, is born of the water. But this is what is born of the flesh, is born of the flesh, and that is which is born of the Spirit, is the Spirit. It's spiritual. Jesus is feeding, He's distributing His love, His mercy. He's giving to the lost. He's giving the loaves. He's feeding them the food, the spiritual food. He wants them to come to Him. He wants them to see that He's more than a prophet, more than what Moses talked about. He's more He's leading them out of bondage. Christ is taking them out of bondage and he wants them to see and he's doing it with love. Not like these people you see on TV who only beg for money. Hallelujah. Send me $20 and I'll send you the handkerchief that Jesus cried and wept over. Ridiculous, man. Come on. 
Get out of here. Nobody wants it. We need Jesus. Jesus will set us free. Jesus will give us that freedom of guilt. Jesus will convict us of our sins. But he will free us of our sins. He will not condemn us. Satan is a condemner. And if you're feeling condemned, it's because Satan is condemning you. And Jesus has got his arm out saying, Are you hungry? I'll give you more than sardines. Are you tired of the sardines? Are you hungry? I can, gar I can gargle sardines quick, man. Uh, but I'm hungry. Jesus is saying, then accept me. If you accept me, I will give you more than these sardines. I will give you more than bread. I will give you something that will make you so healthy that you will never, ever thirst anymore. Do you want to thirst for me, Jesus says? Are you struggling with alcohol? Are you so heartbroken where you can't see anymore? Have you lost everything? Weep no more. Say, Lord Jesus, come into me. I want to be fed by your food. Lord, I want you in my life. This is what Jesus says. And he'll do it. He'll take your sins. He'll bury him. He'll bury him in the Sea of Galilee. In fact, if you ever go to Galilee, write down your sins on a piece of paper. I, I don't recommend this. Uh, grab a rock. This is what Jesus is going to do for you. Listen, take a rock right now. Hold it in your hand. Imagine you're at the Sea of Galilee. Jesus has just fed you. Now take this rock. Hold it. Confess your sins to Jesus. Take that rock and throw it in the Sea of Galilee. And when it sinks, I guarantee Jesus will never grab that rock and throw it back at you. Satan will. Jesus will take your sins and he will throw them away. And you're thinking, no, pastor, you have no idea what I've done. Guess what, buddy? Paul was a murderer. Jesus Christ came here with a plan. He will heal you. He will forgive you. And he will love you where you're at. But you have to do your part. You have to say, Jesus, I love you. I want to give my life to you. I'm tired of my sins. I want to start a relationship with you. And I want to read your Bible. I want to read your word, Father. I want to grow in you. I want to grow in your word, Father. Will you do that today? If you say yes to this, Jesus, he will open your eyes. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus said, come to me and I will heal you. This very message that you're hearing right now is real. The disciples gathered up those fragments that remained so that nothing was lost. Don't be the one that's left behind. Jesus Christ has a plan for you. Are you listening, believers? No matter what you go through, Jesus wants to love you. He's gentle. He's loving. He's merciful. He just wants us to read. He wants us to stop. He wants us to say, listen, we want to know you. Jesus wants to know you. Will you do that?
Will you come to Him? Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this this time and growing in His Word. Father, as we continue, Lord, to move on to how you walk on the water next week in verse 15. Father, we know, Lord, that as you walk on water and as we see Peter sink, we know, Lord, that when we fall, you, Lord, will lift us up. You will take us out of that hurt, Father, and you will restore us. Lord, this message is clear. It's about your love, your mercy, and your and our faith in you, Jesus. It's about you, Lord. It's about you on the cross and what you've done for us. Lord, we are gathered here sitting with you on that alone time, Father. We want to sit with you on the mountain, Father. Lord, teach us to sit with you. Teach us to gather with you. Teach us to grow with you. Lord, we want to grow with you, Jesus. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Father, be with us today. And be with the ones who's listening online, Father. In all these countries, Lord. We thank you for the listeners, Lord Jesus, on all these stations, Father. We thank you for their their time. And Lord, bless them, Lord, as they continue to walk with you and grow verse by verse and growing in his word. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you guys and thank you. Thank you for growing in his word.com. It's, it's an awesome time when we get together, man. We hit the podcast and I'm excited, man. I'm sorry. I'm just so, this, it, this, this chapter was just so intimate because it, it's about feeding each other and growing together and witnessing and loving and getting the word of God out there. And next week, Christ is going to walk on water and Peter's going to sink. Jesus is going to pick him up and show him how we need Jesus. He's going to show him that he's the bread of life. We're going to continue on with the feeding. We're going to keep, continue on with growing in his word. And God bless you guys. And thank you for coming back to growing in his word. I'm Pastor Joseph. And we're going to go through Genesis to Revelations, but we're going to start with John, and we're not going to end. We're going to grow, and we're going to grow in His love and His mercy. God bless you, and thank you for growing in His Word.com.